0: okay ladies you ready
1: yep yep
0: all right well here goes nothing from the Animal Loft Studios in beautiful, historic Delmar, New York. I'm Bobby Pape, and this show has everything. This time around, everything small talk. More small talk, more catching up. We've got a lot of little things, nothing big, all light, keep it light. Social hour, very casual, and mainly imbued with my jealousy because this evening I'm joined by who I'll politely call uh, the fairest ladies of them all (laughs) from the stick of butter studios in new brighton minnesota not that far from the minnesota state fair it's ann with a plan lundholm good evening ann
2: i had cookies for dinner last night
0: (laughs) uh i considered uh also saying that that was the way the uh the cookie tub crumbles maybe (laughs) but i didn't get there also joining me back home finally uh, much further from the Minnesota, Minnesota Minnesota State Fair in the Money Pit Studios in Detroit, Michigan. It's Meredith, the MVH fan, Harn. Good evening, Meredith.
1: Good evening. I didn't have cookies for dinner, but I'm sad that I didn't have cookies for dinner because <laughs> I did love those cookies.
0: The other one I came up with was to call you the cheese curd herd, but it mm. seemed rude to call you a herd.
1: Yeah, it's all right. All right. I'll take I it. I also
0: had Queen, uh, Princess Anne of the Milky Van, and that's kind of where that one fell apart. <laughs> Uh, yes, so the two of you went to the Minnesota State Fair. You reported back on it last episode. I listened to the last episode, which was quite good. Well done. I love the show, and I'm not on it. And then I wept because I didn't go to the Minnesota State Fair. We so, needed you. We needed yeah, you, you, Bobby. Yep. Yeah, just for the variety of food. More on that. We'll, I'm confident we'll get there. We'll do the mailbag first. Uh, medium Smock is Small... Smock, I can't talk tonight. Medium Talk is Small Talk tonight followed by she Recommends, if we have any, and how you can get involved with the show. Please spare me, Meredith. Uh, We're going to skip right past Small Talk, tabled until further notice. Take us to the mailbag.
1: Yeah, so we have some emails today, and we have a bunch of Facebook responses. So, we got an email from listener Bob. Long time no talk, Bob. Yeah, Um, he's been... He's been busy.
0: Yeah, too busy for us, I guess. We're about
1: to find out why. Um, Bob says, "So Hillary and Christie have new dogs. A, eh? so do we. Meet Albie, the border collie mix, and Luna, the who the hell knows mix. <laughs> <laughs> Albie, short sure for Albert Einstein, because she's because he's smart, is about nine months, and Luna, for her moonlight coloring, is a little older, but we're not sure over her exact age. We just adopted them from a rescue organization about four weeks ago. It's a lot of work, but they are great dogs." been very busy the dogs being part of that so i have not been able to do question of the week so hopefully as things settle down i can participate more anyway good luck with all the new family members and yes i agree middle school in my case junior high was a nightmare hope you are all well and he did include some very adorable pictures of those new dogs Mm -hmm. getting two at the same time
2: wow for punishment
1: yeah that's (laughs) commitment
0: and one of them is a border collie yikes Little dis- mix, border collie mix. So maybe the annoying parts are mixed out. <laughs> well, the, just he's hurting you wherever he wants you to go all day, every <laughs> day. Yep. Yeah, but Sim does that to me. I mean, just before we started rolling, I was explaining how I throw Sim away from my chair and then he runs right back, and it's like a ragdoll of a cat. So he's just nudging me toward the catnip. I understand. He knows um, what he needs. I- exactly. I'm a little disappointed in Bob. I just want to throw it out there. I mean. I understand that the question of the week does require a certain amount of time and energy, and and I respect that. But like, I want the middle school story, Bob. I assumed that it was uphill both ways in the snow without shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, you know, uh, sliced bread hadn't been invented yet, so lunches were incredibly difficult. Uh, you know, Bob, come on, give it to us. I'm saying you're old, so come on, give me something <laughs> to work with here. <laughs>
1: also, it's not too late. You can do it whenever you want. You can answer any question of the week anytime. And <laughs> we will read it
0: <laughs> that would be fun actually if we could post like a year of questions of the week and just say give us all the answers you missed
1: yeah we could do a. that'd like be a, a long mailbag.
0: <laughs> could to do a kaleidoscope episode of uh questions of the week mm-hmm. that would require us to compile them though and i don't i don't want to do that it sounds mm-hmm. like work
2: yeah, yeah. that's exactly God, need,
0: what i was thinking we need an intern more on that later in the show that's in my small talk lineup mm. um well, Bob, it's good to hear from you. Glad you're around. Glad you're taking on uh, animal companionship and ownership.
1: Yeah, congrats. They are adorable. Yeah. Um, and then Anne Louise emailed and said, we went to the Minnesota State Fair when my daughter was two. My cousin was getting married in Minneapolis. Here is a picture of my daughter and my husband with one of the butter princesses and her butter likeness.
3: <laughs> Isn't that
1: cute? So cute. <laughs> yeah, the butter princesses were definitely a highlight. That was fun. Mm-hmm. We saw them. They were all there. We sure did.
0: I greatly enjoyed the the thought that maybe they don't do fried butter because it would be abhorrent to the butter princesses.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of like cannibalism. Kind of, yeah.
0: And butter-based cannibalism might be my favorite kind of cannibalism, though. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for emailing us.
1: Yes, thanks for emailing us. (laughs) So we make it about cannibalism. Um, our question of the week last week was, "What's your favorite fair thing?" Very well worded question. Um, I know. I, I I was writing and I was like, "What's
2: your favorite fair food, ride, attraction, event?" Like, I, so I settled on thing.
1: Yeah, I mean it encompasses all of those things, so it counts. Um, Kalina says the last several years ours has had diving dogs, and it's all I care about now. And she includes a clip of dog sports, diving dog, and dock jumping competition. And I'm, I'm jealous because we made it to the dog tricks stage right as they were wrapping up, so we didn't yep. actually get to see it. So yep. that was kind of a bummer. But I'll, um, that video will will tide me over for a little while. <laughs> um, Denny says, um. Fishers scone wagon scones and a memory (laughs) while working at a summer camp 50 years ago I went to a local county fair with another counselor I threw a football through a tire first try not an athlete just lucky and won one of those ginormous teddy bears I gave it to the other counselor because he had a girlfriend and I didn't that's the first time and only time I ever won anything at a fair I can't decide if that's sad
0: or lovely I think it's lovely that's wonderful. That's that's friendship right there. And that's, yeah. you know, good, good, uh, good. Play. This is a similar feeling. I've never caught a foul ball at a baseball game. I just don't know. You know, it just hasn't happened. But now as an adult, I know that if I catch a foul ball, I'm morally obligated to give it to a child. Yep, you have to. Yeah. Otherwise, you're a monster. Exactly. Mm. I mean, I am a monster, but that would that would tell the world that I'm a monster. <laughs> you got to keep that shit under wraps.
1: Yep. <laughs> I also kind of think, Denny, this was a good move because you didn't have to carry a ginormous teddy bear around. Your mm-hmm. other true. friend did. So I think this was a win-win. Now,
2: the question is, was the girlfriend there or could Denny's friend have passed it off as his own winnings? Yeah, this
1: I won this teddy bear for you. Mm-hmm. It's yes. all lies. It
0: <laughs> lofted. That football lofted through that tire on the, on the wings of my love. Mm-hmm
1: um bet says the food and that lemonade i'm with meredith that's a must thank you bet i love all the arts and crafts for sure i can't do the rides anymore i go into panic mode <laughs> i like watching the livestock stuff we live in a dairy town so that's a big thing and there used to be bossy bingo if you don't know what that is look it up i'm gonna have to look it up because i do not know what that is is. Uh-uh. sounds like fun though um scott says not a favorite thing but definitely a fair related memory when I was 18, I worked at Domino's Pizza. One cold September night, I delivered a huge stack of pizzas to a rundown motel out on the edge of town. The room was full of two dozen or so cardies from the Nebraska State Fair. They were having a party, and the room was filled with smoke and empty bottles and heavily tattooed bodies pressed up against each other. My 18-year-old brain wasn't ready. I'm 52 years old now, and my recollection of those few seconds is pretty vivid. <laughs> what a memory. Yeah, really. Guys, I
2: looked at Bossy Bingo. So what I. is it <laughs> it's
0: troubling
1: <laughs> do i need to look it up for myself is it unmentionable
0: well uh no? the, are, you, are you looking at the harrow fair page I that i am yeah I am. so uh meredith how it works number one feed a cow a very big breakfast do you need me to continue oh i get it <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's like roulette, but instead of a wheel, it's a field. And instead of a ball, it's cow shit. Okay. Yeah. Still excited about it? Or uh,
1: Yes, actually. That sounds like fun. I would do that. Thanks, bet. Yep. yep. Uh, Laura says, maybe hyper-specific to the Arlington, Virginia County Fair, but the pig races. Adorable piglets dashing around a course. What else can you ask for on hot August day? Piglets? Yes. Pigs? No. Yeah. Yeah, adult yeah, piglets full-grown pigs versus adult Ooh. pigs. The cuteness differential is is a lot.
2: That could be an interesting uh, topic: uh, cuteness differential of various animals.
1: Mm. I have uh, some differential ideas about other things. I think we could expand it to like objects. Okay. Or at least I could.
0: We're gonna do an episode on differentials.
1: Someone put it in the reserve. <laughs> yeah, the, the statisticians are gonna do that. <laughs> Actually, I don't have to deal with those ever, so I'll have to go back and refresh my memory. Um, Anne Louise says, "I agree with Meredith. Thank you, Team Swings. No, they're fun." Uh, Christine says, "Funnel cake. Solid answer. Classic." Rosemary says, "I don't know if I can pick just one. Well, okay. I I think that's also
2: a solid answer, frankly."
1: Uh, Tierra says, all the crazy foods, particularly the everything fried stands. I still remember how good fried butter was. I've never had fried butter. I don't mm. know if my gallbladder-free self would handle it very well, <laughs> but I am very curious.
2: Well, I've, the closest I've come is the deep-fried candy bars, and our result has always been sort of meh. Mm-hmm. Like, that I, is- I got the deep-fried Oreos even once, and I just thought... I'd rather have just a plain Oreo.
1: Yeah. Yeah, or it doesn't necessarily finger. add to everything. Yeah.
0: Well, I like an Oreo, uh, a deep fried Oreo, but I'd rather just have a chicken finger <laughs> <laughs> or a mozzarella stick. Like, like there's a reason why the things we naturally bread and fry or batter and fry have become mm-hmm. the things that we naturally bread or batter and yeah. fry. It's because they're the most effective application of those things. Yeah. Yeah. How wise you are. True. I'm a deep fry purist. <laughs> uh,
1: Joseph says we always have to get one of those black and white portraits on an oversized button. I saw some of those being done at the Minnesota State Fair. I don't I think know that I wanted...
2: I've never gotten one of those.
1: I think my best friend and I did it once at some amusement park somewhere. And mm-hmm. it's a nice little souvenir. They're remarkably good at capturing your likeness.
0: Usually. When you all were talking about souvenirs on the last episode from winning those games, growing up at the Webster Fireman's Carnival, and I'll blather on about more of that in a few minutes because I know you all care so much, but uh, I'm talking about the listeners. You desperately want to know more about the Webster Fireman's Carnival. The balloon pop game with the darts mm-hmm. was one of the games I could win, but the prize at that particular stand was always the, um, like the Leonard Skinner mirror. <laughs> Like, oh. like the the mirror that was like the size of a half a piece of paper that definitely was not designed to do coke off of. Sure. For sure not. <laughs> like, why? Why would the prizes be teddy bears and then mirrors? Mirrors?
1: Bad <laughs> mirrors, nonetheless. Yeah.
0: yeah. Bad mirrors that are that are small enough to um, carry around with you if you wanted to.
1: Hmm. Anyway, no good reason. Yeah. um Finally, Megan says surprisingly good music. Totally, the place to catch a local cover band or nineteen eighties rock stars. That is very true.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Keith Urban however, was there.
0: Yes, that <laughs> is discussed. why that that is why Hillary's not on the show this week.
1: Yep. Yep. For her She's outro music last week. Going to see Boys to Men. Uh... <laughs> oh no! I thought it was a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, penalty for putting Keith Urban as the outro music. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, We also got a couple of voicemails um, or a voicemail from Amanda.
4: Hey, DC friends, it's Amanda. I had to leave a voice memo because I have um, lots of fair memories. And one of them that I wanted to share was um, exactly what you were talking about in the show about giving four-year-olds pep talks about how hard it is to win the games I went to the fair when my kids were like two and four, and we were walking by some game, and my daughter saw this teddy bear and she really, really wanted it. And I gave her this whole speech about how hard it is to win and not to be disappointed. And you know I'll, I'll spend a couple dollars for some, I think it was like tokens or something that you put um, or threw into like these cups or these plates. And sure enough, I buy her some tokens. First one, she lands it in the special plate to win the big teddy bear. So, (laughs) of course, she looks at me like, that was easy. What what were you talking about? Um, And then, of course, I had to spend like another $20 winning something for her little brother because he didn't want to feel left out. But, uh, yeah, I have fond memories of taking them to the fair and going to the fair when I was a kid. So um, I really enjoyed the show. Thanks. Bye.
2: Okay, this turned out to be a real cute one, guys. (laughs) Only a small child, only with a small child, because you prepare them for the inevitable disappointment of life, only to have them ace it instantly on the first try and be like, what's the big deal? What do you mean they're rigged? That's, I mean, you know, her expectations for life have just been trashed. She can never be happy now for the rest of her life. Yep.
1: She's going to expect it all to go her way every time.
2: Yep. Maybe it will. Maybe that claw machine will get the desired stuffed animal every single time.
0: What a charmed life.
1: Yeah. It's like me when I went to college and finally got a bee. In a class, and I was devastated.
0: <laughs> it's what a rude is awakening. This?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Mortal Meredith. That was your nickname from then on. Yep. Yeah. Uh, remember, you can always send those voice memos into us at uh, show at gmail.com. That's the easiest way to do that. Um, and now I just want to horn in for a minute before we get to more small talk to talk about fair stuff. Because I, I said I like the show the most when I'm not on it, which is true. But I had some serious FOMO, both from not going to the fair with you all and then also not being on the show to talk about fair things because I am the only person in the history of this show who has done the show from a campground because I was going to a carnival and I feel like that means I'm uniquely qualified to be sad about not going to the <laughs> Minnesota state fair um, well
1: it's your turn next so I've been and Christy's been and so now it's you and Hillary's
0: turn okay Well, I don't know if we can handle that Texas-sized fair attitude in, you know, I want to be be all positive about it. I don't want to be sitting there trying to compare the whole time. I've been to the New York State Fair, and I know it won't compare to the Minnesota State Fair, so I'm not even going to pretend. I'd like
2: to get to the point where we don't have to fight over who has the best state fair. This is I say that from smugly atop the winner's perch, you know.
1: Well, I've been to the Texas State Fair, and they're pretty close, but I think Minnesota wins.
0: Hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, you know, maybe we'll vote, and we'll have delegates, and we'll let each state control all the votes from its state, and then we'll go from there and figure it out. So, New York or California is going to have the best state fair. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You know, I've been thinking about my favorite fair things. And some of this will be, you know, reminders for people who are long, long, long time listeners. But my fair experience really was the Webster Fireman's Carnival uh, because that's just what I grew up with. And it was the highlight of the summer. It still is, actually, in the town, the highlight of the summer every year. So it's always the fried dough fried by the little old ladies at the ladies' auxiliary.
2: Yes, I remember. We've talked about that before.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, the biggest possible things in this giant open vat of hot oil that should right? not be safe for anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, salt potatoes which who would have thought mm. that just new potatoes boiled in salty water would be a whole thing, but it is. They're so covered good. In butter, of course. Um, and then we didn't do a lot of the midway rides. Like when I was a kid, you get the bracelet on Saturday for 15 bucks to ride all the rides all day. That was like the thing you look forward to. And you didn't worry about the fact that the rides were hastily put together by drifters <laughs> with no ID. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we talk about this, that Saturday is the finale at the Webster Fireman's Carnival, and you stay and then you watch the cover bands in the beer tent, which is just actually a, a cage of fencing. And then you have to stay all the way until midnight, because even now the fireworks are at midnight. Even Fuck you if you have a family, it doesn't matter. You stay until midnight, <laughs> even if you have little kids. You make them stay up late, you go to the fireworks, and then right after the fireworks, they just come over the announcements and they say that any man and i do believe they say man any man who wants to make 50 bucks or 100 bucks please come over and sign up to disassemble all the rides and so all of the drunk local townies who need a little cash are the people who are disassembling all of those rides with all of their very clear safety measures so um sounds safe to me i don't ride those rides anymore at the carnival i mean amusement parks are different i figure I always do the math on those. I'm like, I ride this roller coaster because they run this roller coaster a hundred times a day for six years and nobody's died. I'm not going to be the first one. But those rides at carnivals, uh, who knows what happened two towns over. So, no thank you. Not anymore. I can't yeah. believe that I used to ride those rides all the time. Didn't think I was going to die. I did too. But that was what we had. Yep. And I, I was telling you the other night. You know, I didn't get to Disney until I was an adult, and maybe someday we'll do a a whole larger breakdown on just theme parks. Um, But the highlight of my high school um, theme park traveling besides Cedar Point was Canada's Wonderland, the WB-themed amusement (laughs) park outside of Toronto. Why does that make me laugh? (laughs) Because it's stupid. (laughs) But it is Canada's Disney, basically. It's It's a much less impressive amusement park, but it's the best amusement park Canada has. Canada's Wonderland. It sounds made up. It sounds like my Canadian girlfriend. (laughs) So anyway, my life, Canada, of course, that's it. That's it for that. But we do have a small talk spectacular for you tonight. Um, I see we've all got a few things here. Um, Some of us
2: have smaller talk than others. Let me, let me just (laughs) lower the expectations
0: on my small talk. Oh okay, so we're gonna do the smallest of talk tonight <laughs> just the just the lightest of talk. It's a holiday weekend. We're not even supposed to be here today. Um, I actually wanna start with Meredith because Meredith, you went to the Minnesota State Fair overcoming you know quite an obstacle in that flight only to get an extra day to think about it on the way back. Uh, oh, tell me about it.
1: Um, yeah, cause I've discussed a bit about how I've developed some flight anxiety and I've been working on it with my therapist for months, not that exactly, but anxiety in general. And definitely my last appointment with her was all about the plane and some strategies that I could use to calm myself down and, and what to do if I started to feel anxious. And, and, um, one of the things that I did, which is really extravagant, And I feel vaguely silly about, but my therapist thought it was actually a really good idea, is that I got myself and Gregory first-class tickets. and I don't think that's silly at all. Well, is the problem with flying? It's not that I'm afraid of... I'm not afraid of turbulence. I'm not afraid of crashing. That's totally out of my control, and it doesn't scare me. But I get a little claustrophobic, and I feel a little trapped. And first-class gives you room. And this was a relatively short flight. It wasn't... I mean it was expensive but it wasn't like thousands of dollars. Um it's not like and, first class to Australia or anything. Right. And I got the I got the Amex that allows entrance into the um Delta lounges and it reimburses a first class ticket every year so I'm like okay well one of these is free. So it's it's okay. That's kind of how I'm justifying it to myself. Anyway, I did that. I was actually kind of looking forward to the flight. It was Um, you know, I, I've, I've only flown first class one time, so I was trying to frame it in my mind as like, this is going to be a fun flight experience and I'm going to see my friend Anne and going to a fair. So these are all good things, right? Like it's nothing unpleasant that I'm going to, and that really did help quite a lot. And so actually the flight there was like so calm and chill and it was, great and we had free mimosas um it was that definitely helped um but I didn't feel like I needed alcohol to be comfortable um so it was actually a really lovely experience on the way there and I'll just jump over the fair part for now and say that on the way back we were in the delta lounge and in the Minneapolis airport and walked over to our gate and Right as they as the, it was, was time to board, they said, oh, uh, the plane doesn't have air conditioning, so we're going to see if we can find you guys a different plane. They couldn't. They canceled the flight, and they automatically <laughs> oh, put us on the next flight, which was the next day at, like, 12.45 p.m. So our flight was supposed to take off at, like, 5 p.m., and now we have to stay the night again in Minneapolis, and um, Delta put us up. At a hotel and gave us ninety dollars in meal vouchers, which seemed very generous. Nice. Um, and it, the hotel was awful. It was one of those like embassy suites that is nothing but an atrium, a ten-story atrium with rooms all around the outside, and so you can just hear every dish clanging at the restaurant below. Um, so, not my favorite hotel experience. And also, like we d- we checked one bag which had most of our stuff in it, and so we had almost nothing, um, other than the little toiletry bag that, that Delta gives you. And so I didn't have, um, the medication that I usually take to go to sleep. And so it was an awful, awful, awful night of sleep. And there was also something with hotel, the the HVAC in the hotel room where it wasn't even on a regular schedule, but just kind of randomly every. I don't know, three to four minutes, it would go.
0: Oh, God.
1: It was like like a a you answered the question wrong buzzer like all night long. Um,
0: I don't know if you've realized this, but when I edit the show, I'm always trying different um, tones to intro and exit on voicemails. And I think you just gave me my winner.
1: (laughs) It's a horrible sound. Don't do it you can do it if you want but needless to say it was a very bad night of sleep i slept for like maybe four hours and then i woke up at two in the morning and gregory's oh. watching an episode of american horror story because he can't sleep either and i definitely can't watch that show and no go to sleep. oh my god so, like i peeked up over the blankets and he was like oh no 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 don't watch <laughs> and he offered to change it but i was like no i'm gonna try to sleep and i just never really got back to sleep and it was it was awful it was a terrible night and we ended up having some breakfast um you know I haven't been drinking caffeine, but I think I had like a half calf latte or something, so I was just like half dead um and we 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 ended up getting on our flight home, and it was you know that that the flight home was only an hour and seven minutes um so there wasn't really time for any tomfoolery or frivolity and I actually got nervous on the flight home, and I think it was a combination of like. It's not fun. I'm exhausted, and you know, it just—I think it sort of those things all kind of added up to having a little bit of an anxious first half of the flight. I kind of calmed down once we were in the air, but I had some—I don't know—some moments of like, do you ever have like anxiety flashes where you get hot and sweaty for no apparent reason? No. Other than you're in a flying death machine, I guess. (laughs)
0: I have had those for so many dumb reasons in yeah. hindsight.
1: Yeah. yeah, so that's kind of what happened. And but I had my calm app. I had a, a, there's a flight anxiety like meditation, like body scan that I was listening to, and I was playing my little silly iPad game to kind of distract me, and it, it did eventually work. So I made it through. I didn't cry. I didn't die. I didn't throw up. Were all the things I was worried about happening. So, the flight itself was a mixed bag. There was great on the way home, not so great.
3: <laughs>
2: but, oh, well, I, I, just, I, that's you had such a miserable experience that whole previous night. It's no wonder that your anxiety was ramped up. I mean, you yeah. had no way to prepare for any of that.
1: No, and 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 whenever I, this is why I, I sleep is so important to me. When I get a bad night of sleep, this is what happens to me. This is why I need to go to bed at eight thirty. Um, so anyway, it, I, I think it's okay. I think, I, I think I'll be better prepared next time I fly and I'm not going to avoid it. So I, I'm calling it a win overall. Um, good. Yeah. So then fair experience. I don't, we've, we've talked about it and we did a little, a little voicemail, but it was so much fun and it was so good to see Anne and outside of the fair, I got to meet Anne's mommy. Yeah. We had dinner together. We had dinner together, and she also drove us to the fair, which was so nice of her. <laughs> and and she mall, is just a delight. And
0: then to the salon. Yep. <laughs> and then to wherever the boys are.
2: Of course. Oh, I don't yep. know where the boys are, obviously.
1: <laughs> Me
2: neither. That's what my problem has been all these years. I don't know where the boys are. <laughs>
1: Maybe your mommy can drive you
2: to them. Maybe. Yeah. Hey here's my question, Meredith. Were you sore the next day? No. Not really. Because I was really sore from, from the all fear. the walking. Yeah. And I don't know why. It was like in weird places. Because it's not like I'm out of shape. I go to the gym four fucking days a week. Right. But man, my body was tired when we got done with
1: that day. I was tired, but I didn't get sore really. My feet were sore a little bit, yep. but I was wearing my Birkenstocks, which I was a calculated decision. I was like, do I wear sneakers or do I wear, because I have wide feet and my toes get crunched up. And the only thing that doesn't crunch my toes is Birkenstocks. So I was like, I'm going to wear the Birks. Um, so that, that I was actually pretty, pretty okay. Hippie. I know. I, <laughs> I, don't I was
0: actually just about to ask about footwear because that I mean that means everything, right? And arch. I'm looking for sandals uh, with good arch support. For you know, I also have wide feet. This is a problem for me, and uh, I I could not imagine doing that in sandals. Birkenstocks. In this, they, I just. Mm.
2: So now we have four hosts of this show who have confessed with varying degrees of shame, to having wide feet. (laughs) Why is the selection of wide shoes so bad in this country? If we are a representative sample size, we need a lot more
0: wide widths on shoes. Yeah, we really do. Considering historically you're talking about four hosts with wide feet and one with none. (laughs) 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 Sorry. (laughs) Oh, I miss Mike so much. I, I told you before we started, I'm wearing a shirt that Mike gave me. It's a Buffalo Blue Jays t-shirt from the year that the Blue Jays played in Buffalo. And I just have had Mike on the mind. So you're welcome, everybody.
1: He had two at one point and then one. Thought, yeah.
0: Well, yeah. It's, you know, not overnight. It was over two nights. When yep. We went from two to zero. True. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I... I naturalizer they sell naturalizers at nordstrom which is where i do most of my like fancy shoe shopping and that's what i usually would wear to work when i had to go to the office because they made like relatively not hideous shoes in wide sizes um but birkenstocks are great and i i kind of hate to say it but crocs are also very comfortable i wouldn't i don't think they're good walking shoes Mm -mm. um but they're great for like gardening or running outside to get the mail or whatever.
0: And for accessorizing, um, you know, I was reflecting on the middle school conversations recently, too. And, you know, 95% of my clothes came from thrift stores. Just, you know, hey, I was poor. I figured it out. Now it's cool to do that. Back then it was not cool. Um, but my sneakers were almost always sketchers once I got to like middle and high school, but just because they're so wide. Yep. Ooh. Like skateboarding shoes, because clearly I was a cool skateboarding kid. Yeah.
1: <laughs> You sure were,
0: honey.
3: <laughs>
1: I
0: never had a skateboard. You're so
1: cool. <laughs> I well, just the, had the, the shoes. The Brooks that Hillary recommended are the walking shoes that I use, and they are fantastic. They're so comfortable.
0: I, I do ASICs now, but I wore Brooks for years, and I'm sure I've said this before. I had a very old man on my board uh, when I was working in Boston, um, Henry, who was losing it over the last many years of his life. Rest in peace, great guy. But one day I walked into his house because he would host our board meetings. And he saw that I was wearing Brooks, and he looked down at my feet, and then he looked at his feet, and then he looked at my feet, and he said, Brooks, I love Brooks. They're so good for the elderly.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> like you and me. <laughs> <laughs> they probably are. They're very They were. They're very they practical. Are. They're comfortable. I, I'm Absolutely. beyond caring if that's what old people like, because I'm an old person now,
0: mm-hmm. and I want to be comfortable. No shame.
1: Nope.
0: Um and um I'll we'll go we'll go across from right to left here because um I'll start with something here that will lead into yours, I think, uh in, in house geography. So uh the cats uh are no longer sleeping with me at night because they are officially working shifts in the kitchen on mouse duty. Oh no, about a so week this ago where they finally earn their keep? I sure hope so, although they haven't done shit yet. so about a week ago uh, I, I, close your eyes Closed. visualize an visualize an L with the uh, the long part of the L. so visualize it turned and and flipped so long long across the top and bottom and then on the right hand side jutting down for the short end of the L. So that's the corner of the apartment you know it's open concept apartment that's where the kitchen is and uh you're in that corner there and the left end of the l is anchored by the the fridge and the right end of the l along the wall is anchored by the stove and it's an electric stove and then there's counter in between and the sinks on the long wall and there's an island so that that walkway is you know an l these guys are taking turns they're working in tandem I catch them either, it's the only time they get along, I catch either the two of them sitting side by side, staring at the fridge, at the ground under the fridge. Or, one is watching the fridge and one is watching the stove. Because about a week ago, I was rustling around with the garbage can, which is right next to the stove. And a mouse, a little tiny one, ran out over my foot. Oh, uh, oh, no. And under the stove. And the cat started losing it. Oh boy. And I finally pulled the stove out because I'm trying to figure out what the fuck is going on and sure enough the power outlet for the stove is not it's not like affixed to the wall it's not built into the wall it's a junction box that's coming out of the wall with a with a thick cable going through the wall and where the cable comes through the wall the hole is significantly larger than the cable it's, it's more than large enough for a mouse to get in and out so, I assume that that's how the mouse got in. I'm not at all stunned that there are mice because we live over a store full of pet food. <laughs> right. So, of course, there are critters. I hear them in the attic, too. I hear something living over us in the crawl space. But at least it wasn't in our house. And this so, is, you're I'm, living
2: over Mouse Fort Knox, is right, what it exactly. is. Right, exactly. I'm
0: living over a lifetime supply of mouse food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like,. Uh, every flavor of cat and dog food and some exotic pet food and bed shavings and everything they could possibly want. This is Mouse Mecca, so I get it. Uh, but that was over a week ago now, and these guys, I I assume the mice, or at least one, must still be visiting the kitchen because they are on it. They are glued to the kitchen appliances. <laughs> they are so mad that they have not caught a mouse. I don't know that they ever will. I mean, I think if they do, it'll be Simmy because he's the one who's light on his feet, but they are just fixated. Now, Sim's in here with me right now because he can't resist me, but I guarantee if I go out to the kitchen, fella's on patrol right now staring at the, the stove or the fridge. And, like, they're gross. Two dogs lived here before we moved in, um, and so I know that there's a certain amount of crap under the sink and the fridge still that I just haven't been able to clean out cause, I never bothered pulling them all the way out, but now I think I'm going to. Part of me wants to get some fire block spray foam and close up that hole. And part of me just kind of wants the cats to do their job. Yeah. That's reasonable. Because right? that's the natural order of things. I'm having such a visual of Fella
2: like lumbering along like the big oaf that he is, ineffectually
0: trying to catch a mouse. Like, derp-de-derp-de-derp. <laughs> that's accurate. And... <laughs> And these two cats, you think they're a big brother little brother situation, but they're about the same age. And so, yeah, fellas, just you know, they're they're such a they're such an odd couple in the way they behave with one another when they're not trying to kill each other. But I guess that's the other saving grace is they're spending less time fighting because they're spending more time plotting to get the mouse.
1: They have a shared enemy,
0: exactly. And I mean, when be, I makes a friend
1: when I had a mouse a couple of years ago, it was before Little Man. So, but none of the three did anything about it. They didn't catch a mouse. They didn't do anything. So
0: I had to call
1: Guardian Pest Control, and now they come out every couple of months to bait my mouse traps.
0: Yeah, I also don't want to go down that road because it took us three months to get a working washer again. Our dishwasher didn't work for several months when we moved in. The air conditioner split in my office here doesn't work, but I just leave the door open and the other ones work well enough. I just I'm sick of handy guy the handyman being in the apartment. Yeah. Like I just want to go a couple of months without having maintenance in here for something. So, I'm done. I will it's go buy It's also
1: gross. Like it's also terrible yeah. to put out poison, which is what we're doing.
0: So. Right. I will buy mouse traps if I have to. I'll I'll deal with it myself. I'll seal up that hole, but right now and I just put a picture in the slack. This is <laughs> what these two good look good like. A
1: picture. <laughs> that is they've united. They're brothers. <laughs>
0: So that's all the commotion in the apartment these days. This is all about how this is the mouse house. Oh boy! And um, and I've got a mouse under my kitchen appliances. What is going on with your appliances? Well, it's much less interesting and much less exciting.
2: Just the fact that I had to have um, the guy from the refrigerator repair place. Well, I guess he's all small appliance repair, but he came out to take at the fridge because I opened the freezer door last night and it was absolutely covered in frost, like Mm. rhymed with frost, especially along the front. And Mm. I thought, well, that's weird. And it's always been kind of a weird fridge in that it drips in the fridge compartment during the summer when the humidity's up. And then as soon as the weather changes, it stops dripping. But it's been really bad lately. So that's the whole thing is that why are refrigerators so fucking expensive good, good question. question that's what i want to know and it's going to cost me 675 dollars to get this fixed mm. it's the freezer thermostat plus the gaskets on the door um but that's still well cheaper than buying a new refrigerator and i don't want to buy a new refrigerator because this one i bought in 2019 oh. i shouldn't have to get a new refrigerator right
1: right I feel like they have shorter and shorter
2: lifespans. Yeah, he actually said that's true. That I think he said starting in 2020 or 2021, you know, pandemic time, they started having a lot of problems with components on refrigerators and prices have gone way up. And he said it's real, real common to have the problem that I'm having after about three or four years. So he's not surprised at all, which I guess makes me feel better. That I don't have a weird malfunction. But I don't know. Like, I just for shits and giggles, I went to my local appliance website page. And they're having, the, they do a big Labor Day sale every of year. Course. And the absolute, like, cheapest standard size refrigerator you could get was $700. Right. So if I wanted a shitty small one, yeah, I could buy a new one. But, but no, I don't, I don't want to be that wasteful. I don't want to get rid of it. Right. So, I don't know. I'm disgruntled, but I need my Diet Coke to be cold, and right, right. now, my Diet Coke is not very cold, guys.
0: It's upsetting I, me. I got you a solution for that many years ago, and bust out get the cans and bust out the ice. That's true. That's true. In fact, today I I did <laughs> bust out the ice
2: to Chill it, but I don't know. My teeth are a little bit more sensitive these days Mm -hmm. to cold, so I don't necessarily love having all the ice in there. I don't know. See, I told you it wasn't interesting, but this is just what happened to me today, so it's on my mind. The the challenges of modern life
0: with our washer. I know I vented about this already, but I'm still convinced that I could have fixed the whole thing with a $35 or $40 aftermarket water pump. And instead, they threw out the entire washer and dryer stack. Yeah. Because they just said, they're cheap. We don't bother fixing them because they just break again.
1: I'm pretty sure my move from now on is going to be to buy all my appliances from Costco. Because when I bought that window air conditioner unit that died after less than a year, I just brought it back to Costco and they gave me all my money back. So I think that's what I have to do from now on.
0: That's pretty good.
1: Nice. I guess. So... I'm just like $700, but
2: okay. No, that stinks. Okay. It so is you're not what gonna it be is.
0: You're not going to be hitting the Labor Day sale then.
2: No, I mean, did I think about it? Yes, and of course I bought that fridge, and similarly I bought the white dishwasher because I was like, I don't really even like stainless steel that much, and then I immediately. Recountered my kitchen and repainted my kitchen uh, in a color scheme that demands stainless steel appliances. <laughs> so now, it lo- just it's just dumb having question, white appliances. Question of the week: Does your there?
0: color scheme demand stainless steel?
2: It does. It really does. Downward really has I've seen, seen my pictures. kitchen. I think
1: it looks just fine. I don't think I mean, it demands anything. We're in between
2: right now because I did get a stainless steel stove when I replaced that. So (laughs) I have two of one and one of the other one. We're transitioning. So I thought, well, maybe just get rid of this one early and get a stainless steel one. But then, I don't know. I just don't want to be wasteful. So we'll get it
0: fixed. Yeah. You could just get some stainless steel contact paper.
2: You know, my mom kind of pitched that to me. And they, they do have places where you can either a get your appliances wrapped or there are places that will paint uh, your appliances mm-hmm. in a stainless steel finish. And, and there are DIY kits to do it yourself. But uh, upon research, I don't think those turn out very well. So
0: I'm not it's going that newest, to. The newest show on HGTV is pimp my appliance. <laughs> <laughs> we'll Indeed. dazzle it.
2: But, but I learned some stuff today because Tyler, the repairman, he, he told me a bunch of stuff and he was like, it really doesn't matter in this day and age whether you buy an expensive refrigerator or a cheap refrigerator because they all break at the same time.
0: Mm-hmm. And I thought, Is good Tyler to know. Is Tyler, the repairman, like a
2: sequel to Tyler, the creator?
1: Yeah, I was going to say the <laughs> <Possibly>. same thing. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> it's his cousin. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, very different, distantly related if that's the case. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm sorry that you're having uh, appliance. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's one of those know. things
2: that I was listening to Mer- Meredith talk about anxiety and I don't necessarily get the kind of anxiety that you're talking about, the heat and spike and whatever, but I was just feeling sort of defeated for no particular reason today, defeated by life and the things that you have to take care of in life mm-hmm. and just these little things that build up. And I was like, but I don't, I don't want to, this sucks this sucks just like it's not like i'm fighting wildfires in hawaii or anything right it's let's have some proportion to this but i don't know i just feel sort of defeated by the everyday maintenance of life lately
1: sometimes it feels like you wake up and you spend like 250 (laughs) dollars and you're like well how how did that happen Uh
3: Uh uh-huh
1: it's just called being alive i think
3: and like, um, I everything's
1: self- not quite right.
2: And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah. come on, man.
0: I know. Um, I have some soreness today that I think might be my kidney stone reemerging. From oh, its no. Hiding spot. Oh, no. And um, the thing that irritates me the most is uh, just that, like you wake up and pay. Uh, my insurance is still saying that my trips to the uh, urgent care and ED were uh, not necessary. <laughs> what? Uh because they've they never had to, a
1: kidney stone, huh?
0: Right. They want me to pay, you know, like the 1300 bucks. which again, hey, it's not like $30,000 like a lot of ED visits are, so I get it. But like, not urgent. I thought my appendix was going to burst. Are you kidding me? Right. Like, I thought I was dying. I wouldn't have. The last thing, I wanted to drive to Buffalo that day. I did not want to go to the emergency department that day.
1: I remember Oh, it's God. not a fun place to be. I don't know why they think we do yep. it
0: for no reason. Right. Yeah, Although people a... do, but I don't know. Well, yeah, I didn't even get any good. Dr- well, I did. That's all. I actually did get some good drugs, but only after the fact when I really, really <laughs> asked for them. Because um, <laughs> you didn't really, really need them, them.
1: That's what the good drugs are for. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's why they only give you 10. Oh, I know. Tell me about anyway. it. Um, speaking of leftover medications and a long weekend, Meredith, what are you doing this weekend? <laughs> oh, my gosh,
1: you guys, it's Labor Day coming up. <laughs> Um, this is also very small, small talk. We are going to my dad's, um, cottage at the oh, lake. Oh,
2: yeah. For and his shindig,
1: right? It's, it's a minor shindig. So my dad in the past had had humongous, he called them, it's, the lake is called Little Bass Lake because it's a small lake and the bass don't get big. So it's very <laughs> little, literal name.
0: So um, it's, it's not like, uh, calling a, a short guy stretcher.
1: Nope nope it's a small lake and the bass are small um and so he used to have these huge blowouts called the little bass bash and he would invite somehow 200 of his friends i don't know how he knows 200 people but he did he's a very sociable guy um and we would always be camping because there was never enough room anywhere for anyone to sleep and um so he hasn't done that in a little while because it's a great deal of work. But uh, I asked him months ago, like, are you doing anything for Labor Day? Because I got invited to a Labor Day party and I need to know what I'm doing. Because my dad has a habit of inviting me to things that are very involved the day before they happen. Right. So I was like anticipating he did this for Memorial Day, too. And so I was like, OK, let's plan ahead for Labor Day. If you're going to have a party, let me know now. And this was like in June or something. Um and so he's like, "Well, I can. Why don't you ask your siblings?" So I had to do all the legwork to rope everybody else in. Um, but it's just going to be the immediate family. Um, and uh, we decided to, my dad's renovating the cottage right now to include a new um, uh, main bedroom, um, and then the attic is going to have like built-in bunk beds for people to sleep in. So oh. like you know, if the grandkids want to come, you could probably sleep I don't know six or eight people up there or something. Um, but that's not done yet. So we rented a very adorable Airbnb up the road at a literal pond. It's like called a cottage on a pond, I think, um, but it's, it looks very cute, and it'll be an interesting thing because usually when we go up there, it's, it's kind of a drive. It's like a three-and-a-half-hour drive, and doing that in one day there and back is rough. Um, oh, last yeah. Last year, we stayed at a hotel kind of at a halfway point, but this time I was like, I don't want to do that. I just want to have a good time and hang out with the family. So we rented the Airbnb. It's like 10 minutes away from the cottage. And hopefully by next year, it will be done and we'll be able to just stay there, which would be ideal. So... I, I, my struggle is, and maybe, Anne, I need to consult with you, I, my, I, I asked him if he needed us to bring anything, and he just said, bring whatever you want to drink and your beautiful selves, which is, like, okay, that's not very helpful, we'll bring drinks, (laughs) but what else do I bring, and I opened up the fridge, and I have, like, and I'm not kidding, I think I have 40 passion fruit in my fridge right now. Oh, so I need to do something with them because they don't last forever. So I, I'm not entirely sure what to do. I was thinking about, like, making, like, a passion fruit coconut cupcake with, like, passion fruit curd inside and maybe passion fruit icing. hmm That sounds good. Because it has to be something that will survive a drive. I can, you know, cool it in a, like, you know, cooler um, for the drive. But it can't be anything too terribly delicate. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of my, that's my struggle right now. Mm -hmm. Something that uses a lot of passion fruit. (laughs) I might do
2: something like if you want to go with that flavor combination, make it like a passion fruit tart that has a crust that has coconut in it. Mm. That might be really good. That would be really good. And that would use up a lot because it's relatively large. Mm -hmm. And do like the passion fruit curd
1: and then put more fresh passion fruit on the top. Yeah. That would be great. I I can also like, you know, I have the ice cream machine now, so I need I made passion fruit sorbet already and that was fantastic, but I could definitely do that again or I could just make ice cream with it. Um separate out the seeds. So but if anybody out there has any ideas, let me know. It'll be passed by the time this airs, but that's okay. I still will have lots of passion fruit because I have a subscription <laughs> to it. And they don't—they just keep showing up and they keep sending me more than I buy. So I'll always need stuff to do with them. What I mean, a terrible
0: problem. I know. Was say. <laughs> is this the question of the week? What should, Meredith what should I do with fruit?
1: all my passion fruit? Hmm.
0: I'm trying to think. As someone who's watched a lot of 90s Iron Chef in the last few months, um, I don't think I've ever seen passion fruit as the theme ingredient. Uh, maybe that's too specific for them. Although I'd be seen a good one though. Fruit. I mean they did a strawberries dessert one not too long ago. It's such a well, common
1: ingredient in the UK. Mm-hmm. Right. It's was not super thinking, common in the US. On
2: bake off, wasn't it the Nancy Richard uh Louis season or Nancy did a passion fruit tart that had like a chocolate spiral on it? I don't yeah. know how well chocolate in- and passion fruit go together, because I've never tried it. But that might be interesting to think about.
1: It's a combo I see a lot. I'm not sure I'm wild about it. Um, right. Because I like my sour to be sour.
0: Mm-hmm. We have, uh, there was an episode of Iron Chef America, which I don't watch. It's just a completely different animal. Uh, they had a passion fruit episode, and so there are 10 Passion fruit recipes here that you could.
2: Okay, I'll have to look. Strawberry and passion fruit might be a good combination.
1: Yeah, that could be good. It also works really well with like mango. It works well with
0: lemon. Mm,
1: yep. And Tuna coconut.
0: carpaccio, apparently. Hmm. According to this iron chef.
1: I'm not real into raw <laughs> fish still. Passion
0: fruit glazed pork ribs.
1: That might be good. There you go. Now you're making me itch to bake something.
0: Mm-hmm. passion fruit oh, souffle is also on here hey yeah what do we do in our next bakes with Anne? because i i want to participate i i'm ready
2: I, I i don't know every time we talk about it, i'm like ah, i have to think about what we'll do and then but maybe it's better to not do it in the summer and maybe when school gets That's kicked true. in and everything and it's been hard to get all of us together lately
1: and it's not too hot to turn the oven
0: on yeah, true that too yeah um I'm not doing anything for, well, Sam and I are going to see her family's doing a little get together at a restaurant, um, sort of up, up near new Hampshire. That's we're going to make a long day trip to Boston for that. That's about it. Um, I don't have a good transition for this one. So I'll just jump to it. Sam and I were out to dinner about a week and a half ago, a week ago, something like that. Um, and as we were leaving, uh, we were parked near this, um, like I think it's some sort of auto garage or, or something, uh, and some people were parking their parking lot even though they probably weren't supposed to. we were on the street and I just as we're about to get in the car I hear this crashing noise and I look behind me and I see this uh red sedan has backed right into the corner of this SUV that's also in that lot parked oh. uh perpendicular to them and just uh throws it in uh drive and just drives away. <laughs> Naughty, and naughty. So I, it, they drive right past me. I try to get pictures. And of course, most of the time, I'm a veteran license plate picture taker. I was going to say. Are. This is one of my many, you know, actually not many, but one of my few skills. And sure enough, I uh, fucked it up. I got really blurry pictures, mostly illegible. But you can kind of make out the first few digits. And you can tell it's like a red sedan. And you, if you know tail light patterns, and I don't know them all, but like you could tell what kind of car it is, like if you looked at it. And you knew, like, if you're a cop, you should probably know. Or traffic cop. Insurance investigator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or whatever. So, I'm like, okay. And the SUV is nice. It's like a Lexus SUV or something. And I, we went over there. And sure enough, they did a number on the back passenger Aww. corner of this SUV. Like, the the bumper is misaligned and spread apart from the side of the frame of the car. Like, they really crunched it. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh, fucking Boy Scout. I got to do something can do what i can do so i write a note and i just you know i put the time and date and i just said hey i saw the car that hit your car it's a red sedan i have a couple of blurry pictures if you want them just shoot me a text or whatever here's my number and i'm like that that's as much as i can do right because we're not gonna wait around all night maybe this car is not parked here for a, it's not a patron maybe it's parked here for like the weekend or something so i'm not gonna wait I roll up the note. I stick it in the door of the car. The red car is long gone at this point. They took off. Uh, I stick it in the door and we leave. I haven't heard a thing. Huh. Hmm. Is that weird? Like, I yes. guess it's fine, but like.
1: Unless they've I- solved the crime in some other
0: Way? I mean, maybe, maybe they did. And I, I guess I'm not really invested in it. I forgot about it until I was sort of thinking of something else reminded me of it today. But, like, I, maybe somebody had a camera. Like, it was, it's the warehouse district. It's kind of one of those neighborhoods that's, like, all industrial but turning into restaurants and bars now. We were there, actually, at a brewery that just opened. And, like, maybe somebody's camera caught it. Or maybe they don't care. Maybe they were already going to have bodywork done. Or maybe they just called their insurance and said, yeah. I don't know, somebody hit me, and they don't care. Right. But I would have like, been
1: so grateful if somebody left that message for me. I would have like texted them just to say thank you. I think,
0: and, and I even made sure that my handwriting was legible because sometimes it's not. My handwriting's terrible, but like I went out of my way to like write a little slower, write a little clearer, make sure my number was very clear. Not a peep. So I've got these pictures, hmm. but yeah, really, really crunched it. That's all I got. I just I, I witnessed this, you know, park car hit and run, and nobody cares.
1: Well, you were a good
2: Boy Scout. I, you are a good person. I'm thinking if I witnessed a hit and run and could provide information, would I? <laughs> and I Come to the con- conclusion that I'd probably be like, well, not my problem and leave. <laughs> I'm what's wrong about with it. this country.
0: <laughs> I thought about it. And, and also like the dynamics of, I, I don't know that it was not, it wasn't a shitty car necessarily that hit the nice car, but like it wasn't a Lexus. You know, I'm sure that's
1: why they drove away. Right. They were like, oh, I can't deal with this.
0: Right. Exactly. Like, ah, rich people, whatever. Maybe they have a no deductible insurance policy. Maybe it didn't matter what happened. They uh, were
1: already at an auto shop. Yeah, it looked fine. I
0: don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything, but I just was appalled that I didn't even get a text or a caller or anything.
1: I mean, maybe the wind blew your note away. Maybe they never got it.
0: I, mean, I tried to tuck it in there pretty good you never know I know nothing's perfect hmm. but well you anyway. tried yeah. I tried that's it that that's the story of my week lately actually these last few weeks just that that gold star that says I tried <laughs> but is it gold Bobby really no, no. <laughs> it's just a it's just it's a yellow. white dishwasher that's been detailed oh. <laughs> and I don't know what your next one means I just want everybody to
2: know that my plant is still alive. The plant that my brother gave me, the succulents. (laughs) And I want you to know, Meredith, that I am taking your advice to heart. You said only water it once a month. Yep. Seriously, only once a month. Yep. And... I have been having a devil of a time sticking to that because everything in my body wants to water this plant. I
1: know. That's
2: why Mm -hmm. I told
1: you only once a month.
2: So I set a calendar reminder along with a little plant emoji on my calendar. (laughs) So I will be watering it on the 4th. And I'm like, oh, my God, when will the 4th get here? And I think if I remember correctly, I got it on the 7th of this month so it's what like three weeks and change now and it's still alive and it looks good and it's growing it's happy (laughs) it's growing one alien stalk out of the middle of one of the succulents (laughs) that's reaching for the light coming in through the window. so i don't know if we're gonna turn this into some sort of audrey three situation or not <laughs> i've given it none of my blood and i don't plan to <laughs> don't do that I'm, I'm not that invested in keeping it alive but i just want everybody to know that this plant has survived for three weeks and that is easily a record for me
1: well congratulations it's no small feat it really is Actually, I kicked
2: myself after you were at my house and you left. I was like, oh, no, I should have shown Meredith my brand
1: (laughs) about it. I wanted a gold star. Oh, well, remote (laughs) gold star. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Nice work.
0: Very good. Um, I only have one more
1: alive. Thank you very
2: much.
0: I can't. Sam has to give me specific instructions on what day to water things when she's gone for three days. And often the instructions are nothing. Just don't touch the plants.
1: Well, that's what, yeah, I didn't water, I didn't have my cat sitter water anything while I was gone because I watered them before I left. And I was like, I'll be fine for a couple of days.
0: (laughs) I can grow cat grass because that shit will grow with anything. Yeah. The rule with that is if it's not wet, water it. Like, okay, I can Mm -hmm. do that.
2: I I just think, I mean, you both keep mammals alive. I've yet to get to that Point, but somehow, somehow you know
1: what? Easier than I, plant, I was just going to say yes. that I think it would be easier yeah. to the keep mammals animals. tell you when they're hungry and thirsty. Oh, they demand and... to be fed. A plant <laughs> yes. just suffers in silence and then dies.
0: And Ungrateful. to go back to litter boxes, if you don't clean them regularly, they'll tell you. Oh yeah, in <laughs> a very just Go somewhere way. else. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, I wrote. I have a fiddly fig plant, and they are fiddly. Um, appropriately named they're very finicky plants and mine was doing great I moved it to a sunnier window it started growing it made a bunch of new leaves it was super happy and then I rotated it 25% rotation and it started dropping leaves and everything crusted up and turned black and it's like half dead now because I rotated it that's all I did so you know it's a lot easier. To, I have a I have a seventeen year old cat and she's easier than this fig. <laughs>
0: <laughs> huh, uh, my last little one here is just quite simply. Uh, I was cleaning out some stuff in my office here um, the other day and I came across my brown leather pad folio. It's um it's Ben Sherman branded for some reason. And uh, it's quite elegant. Uh, at some point, I wedged some of my business cards in here. Um, there's still a pen in it. Um, and I realized that the, the only piece of paper in it is a photocopy of the certificate uh, labeled Dear Solemizer, which is a word you really have to pronounce carefully. Uh, it was my permission to officiate that wedding in Massachusetts last year. Oh. And so that was the last time I used it. And I I saw it and I looked at it and I just thought to myself, is there any single article of something you can own that says I'm going for a job interview more than a Padfolio? Because I have taken a Padfolio to every interview I think I've ever been on since high school and then promptly never used it when I got the job. Have you ever written a single thing in it? (laughs) It's always just had three copies of my resume and a blank notepad in it. And then now, yeah, during the interview of like, oh yeah, I'm gonna pretend I care what they're talking about. So I'm gonna write down, you know. But it makes so, you feel prepared
2: and grown yeah. up to have
0: mm-hmm. it. It's exactly. fancy. And so, and I remember like I remember job interviews. At one point where I didn't have one, and I like ran into a write aid or something and paid ten dollars. <laughs> I must G1. have one. <laughs> I need. So, well, I need. To, it's just like, what do I do with my hands? You need I walk to walk hold in holding to. two coffee mugs. Like, (laughs) it gives you something to fidget with and to hold on to. Um, I also need to start wearing a watch. I was having lunch with a board member yesterday, and it was lovely. But I realized I can't be looking at my phone every 10 minutes trying to keep track of the time. And he'll go indefinitely if I don't know what time it is. And so, like, it's just, like, the one time I really need to wear a watch. Padfolios. That's just my my hot take on padfolios. I think
2: padfolios are grown-up trapper keepers. Yes. Yes absolutely
0: yep not as fun (laughs) yeah
1: um to back up bobby to your hit and run i'm looking at this car that you you posted those pictures in slack Uh and i'll have to confirm with resident car expert gregory but i think that is nissan ultima energy
0: well that's what i think too that the decal is round enough that i think it's a nissan and and that's
1: that's what somebody who drives an ultima would do (laughs) (laughs) because those people are crazy
2: Criminals. Uh, All Nissan Ultima drivers yep, are criminals. Are. Now yep. I need to
0: hear from any listeners who drive one. Yep. And
1: I apologize in advance, but you need you need to rethink your choices.
0: And if you have if you have New York State license plate ending in two four five eight, maybe? Like it I feel like it starts with an E maybe? Oh god. I feel like it, if you, you get one of those uh, crime lab types to enhance, enhance. Yeah, we need to enhance. Like you could get enough of the plate and be like, how many red Nissan Ultimas and like you know what it's one of the it's whatever dealership puts a logo in that corner, like there's enough here to identify the driver.
1: I love that even in the 90s, they thought that zooming in on a photo would make it more <laughs> legible like it's so much harder to read when you zoom in on it. It doesn't yeah, make I, don't, I don't care you're...
2: about uh, what kind of program you have that can like fill in the blank pixels you're not you're not getting it.
1: no
0: right. so I tried. Ooh, there's
1: a zoom in. I'm enhancing, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it makes it harder mm-hmm. to read, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, it looks like a
0: dirt <laughs> smear. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, uh, message us or post in the Facebook page if you want to help identify this car.
1: I'm going to send it to Gregory right now. By the way, he wanted me to let you guys know that the food was his favorite part of the fair and that he had a wonderful time.
0: <laughs> good. Oh, good. I hope that gives him the fuel to rebuild his Plex server. He's um, working on it. I, well, I was going to ask you...
1: Him. Did he miss his first day of class? Um, his first day of class was technically yesterday, um, so no. Okay, because I thought he said it was Monday. Well, class is started Monday, but he doesn't have any Monday.
2: Oh classes. well, that's good because yeah. I w- I worried when I found out you were that your pl- flight was canceled. I was like, he oh was, no, Gregory's know. gonna miss the
1: first day of school. Well, he had um, orientation. He kind of missed orientation as well, so he went today, and today is. Wednesday to get his ID so he missed he has a Tuesday Thursday class and he missed the first one but he was still shuffling around classes and meeting with his advisor because he didn't get accepted until like last Friday or something or last Thursday I mean literally right before we left so he didn't have time to do any of that stuff Um, but the first day of class is just here's your syllabus anyway so it's okay
0: you know not getting to write the what I did on my summer vacation Essay because you're stranded at the Minnesota State Fair is a pretty good story. <laughs> yep,
1: agree.
2: So, you know, I don't know. I I think missing the first day of class is really something that you can't can't come back from. In my well, I think opinion, you just don't go.
0: What right? if
2: they What if they tell you the one thing, the foundation? Foundational knowledge that's going to set you up for success for the entire rest of your academic career. There,
1: don't make him more anxious about this. It's already (laughs) bad enough. Oh no, (laughs) he'll be
0: fine. He'll be fine. Everyone knows that all you do on the first day is get that kid in class to put the drug dealer game on your calculator, so it's fine. Yep. Um, I have a future episode maybe topic that I wanted to just throw out. Um, and and get the get the brainwaves working on it here. Um, I hired a new intern today uh, for the fall semester. I'm I'm going to be paying this person because I just can't do unpaid internships anymore. It just makes me feel gross, and I'm excited about that. I'm glad to have the extra help around the office. She's going to be great. She's a music industry major, so like. It's a logical pairing. Mm -hmm. Um, One of my current employees started as an intern out of that exact program and then came back a little later and was hired. And so, like, it's just a good fit for us. But it did get me thinking about my experiences as an intern. Because in college, I couldn't afford to be an intern. I couldn't work for free for anyone. I had to work three jobs through school most of the time. But in high school, I interned for one of my local newspapers and have dumb stories from that. So I don't want to get into it too much now here, but do, do you have intern experiences, lady statisticians? Indeed.
1: I do. I could talk yeah. about them. I have intern experience and hiring interns. experience. Ah,
0: the way the tables turn on interns. That's yep. good. So I think there's, I think there's something there to that. I'll move it over to the, to the, the list. Please do reserve list, but I, I think it's one that we can probably mine sooner rather than later. Cause I, you know, I bet Hillary and Christie also have intern stories. Yeah, I know so. Hillary does. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Cause she, well, I will not give anything away. So interns coming soon. And it sort of also dovetailed into the, the interview thing I was thinking about and just mm-hmm. like, it's all on Zoom now. I didn't meet this intern in person. It just came in today to do some paperwork and get an orientation. So, The future. It's That's crazy. hard. Intern. I don't like it. Intern interviews are difficult. Yes. Because
2: you have so little job experience that you just don't know what to do. You're, right. And you're not formed. You're still underbaked as a person.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that's the point. That's, I, 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 no, pin on it. I got to keep my powder dry on okay. intern Save talk. Save it for but, the show an episode coming soon did we hit a question of the week here besides what kind of car is that because gregory's gonna just answer that question of the week for us (laughs) what should meredith do with her passion fruits okay yes
1: actually i need help with that and i always will so i have an answer um to the car question and it is exactly what i thought (laughs) (laughs) he said big ultima energy without (laughs) me telling him
0: (laughs) oh yeah b-u-e or a -A, brother, b-a-e of course yep I, ultimate like it's ultimate yeah uh very good i do not have a recommends for this week i again i i've been very tired lately work's been a lot and so genuinely i know i keep saying it every week like a joke but it's not i am going to bed i hate that we have a tv in the bedroom but i'm just getting used to it now because i'm falling asleep watching 20 minutes of some episode of iron share from the 90s there's a show
1: that i keep meaning to start watching it just came out it's called strange planet and it's by nathan Pyle, and it's a yeah. cartoon on apple plus and he has that web comic that i've loved for a long time and he and dan Harmon just put out this show so it's on my to-do list i just haven't started it yet so recommends question mark it's probably good <laughs> yeah. i don't know we'll see
2: i mean i'm looking forward for the second season of the wheel of time show starting on amazon prime but i also don't know If I want to recommend that or not, because when it comes to adapting of a 14 book fantasy series for the small screen that has a complex hard magic system like I, I don't know. I don't know how accessible it is for a person who hasn't read the book series and hasn't. You know, doesn't understand what it is going in. So, like, I, I was meaning to I check that know. out
1: so I could test drive that for you because I haven't read the books. That's good. I enjoyed it. I mean,
2: but I am like also super uncritical. It's one of those, um, it's one of those franchises where the fans tend to be super possessive of it. Yeah. So, like, any changes drive people insane. And oh, I don't I, care. We just started watching yeah.
1: Doctor Who the tw- two thousand. Five version of Doctor Who, which is the same, and I've never paid any attention to it, and it's terrible and hilarious and dumb (laughs) and funny and great. And yeah, that about describes Doctor
0: Who. (laughs) Yeah, that's every episode of Doctor Who. Yeah, I just pulled my copy of Nathan Pyle's Strange Planet book off my bookshelf. I, I, because of you, Meredith, your previous recommendations brought this into my life, and I just find him delightful.
1: Yeah, I have a T-shirt the one the of the comic where he's holding a cat and he says i found this it's vibrating <laughs> that's a good yep. one
0: i just um he's churchy right that's the one weird thing about yeah, him. yeah
1: yeah but he it's okay but, he doesn't make a big deal yeah. out of it
0: it's okay to be churchy as long as you're not
2: yeah. you know bullyish you know, no right. as long as you don't want to compel everybody else to be churchy it's fine right
1: no do i do think you he's think? just personally churchy which is perfectly great for him yep
0: Is it a copyright thing if the picture, the show picture this week is a picture of me holding that book of that comic open? Probably. No.
2: Probably not. (laughs) What are they going to do? Sue us for our dozens of dollars?
0: (laughs) Yeah. We don't even have an active tip jar right now. Right. (laughs) And Jeremy and I are still trying to figure out how to fix the hosting account payment. So, anyway, good luck getting money out of us, Nathan Pyle, you litigious jerk. (laughs) (laughs) This turned... (laughs) and <laughs> bad yeah. real quick
2: and and with that get involved with the show if you're not nathan pyle i guess <laughs> at this show has everything.com if you would like to listen to our episodes on your browser uh, other than that you can come and join us on the facebook group tell meredith what to do with their passion fruits the question will be up there in short order uh, email us at tishyshow at gmail.com. Send us pictures of your new dogs like Bob or your adorable daughter with the butter princess like Anne Louise.
1: Or your send- old dogs or your old daughters or any of
2: it. <laughs> I don't want to see any old daughters, for God's sake. <laughs> I am one. I see one in the mirror every day. <laughs> or you can send us a voice memo like Amanda did. Good content this week, guys. Yes, I appreciate it. Work. Send us that voice memo at our email at tishishow at gmail.com or anything else you would like to send us that you can attach to an email. The AOL keyword is, as always, Tishi. Thanks for joining us. And that was everything that was on our minds tonight.